Welcome to Family Cast. I'm Kyle Gowen. And I'm Amy Gowen. We're glad you've joined us today. Family Cast is a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. Hey folks, thank you for joining us today here at Family Cast. I'm excited about our topic today and our guest. I'm going to let Amy talk about that in a few minutes. But first off, I want to tell you that uh, we are very, very thankful that you've joined us. Uh, thank you for uh, subscribing on uh, your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for rating and reviewing. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, we talk about it all the time, but it, it really is beneficial in getting the word out about Family Cast. And if you don't mind, uh, take just a moment, even right now, go out. Uh, rate it, review it, subscribe it. You'll get the podcast as soon as it drops that morning. And uh, that'll, that'll be a huge help for us. You can also go out and uh, find us on Twitter at FamilyCast or at family underscore cast, I'm sorry. And you will find us on Twitter. You can see what's going on there. We also have a Facebook page. Uh, on Facebook, you'll find us uh, Family Cast with Kyle and Amy going. And so thank you so much for being a part. Thank you for all the uh, different feedback you're giving us when you see us and different things like that. It means the world to us. Uh, and and getting getting what you're thinking uh, about Family Cast. Uh, so, Amy, now that all of that uh, stuff is done, I wish you guys could have heard the beginning of this because we were talking about <laughs> all the different uh, social media platforms we're not on. Like, uh, find us on Tinder. <laughs> not <laughs> all the different, and there were a lot more uh, that we were not on, mainly because uh, I don't know enough about all those other platforms. Yeah. And uh, Did you know I do not have a Twitter account, nor have I ever? That's probably all right. All right. Some of you listening are not surprised by that. So I am so pumped about today's guest. I'm really just trying to keep it um, focused, focused, right? So uh, it's one of my favorite young ladies in the world, I think probably because we brought her into this world. It's yeah. our firstborn daughter. Well, our only daughter, our firstborn child, Jordan Gowen Strickland. Right. Hi, mom and dad. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad to have you here today, Jordan. Um, you know, it's sad for me to say um, that you're not just Jordan Gowen anymore. So let's start with that. Kind of yeah. describe some of the life happenings in your world the past year. Jordan Gowen Strickland. So I got married to Kyle Strickland, it's almost, I think it's been 11 months now. It'll be a year, June 8th, so pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, about me, I am an ESL, English as a Second Language, teacher at a middle school in Rutherford County. Um, I've done that for, I think this is my second year doing it, so still relatively new. But yeah, married, teacher, worship leader at church, it's kind of my... You kind of have a lot of things going on uh, with with your church involvement, and uh, kind of growing up in our house. Uh, obviously, you were the only young lady. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, yeah, what's the? Uh, tell me the the differences, the age differences between you and your brothers. Remind me of that two years between each of us. Two years between each mm -hmm. of you. So, so four between me and Evan. All right. So <laughs> thanks being, for clarifying that. Yeah, okay. Middle yeah. school math. You know, math was not good for me, <laughs> or really, I was not good for math. How about that? Uh, I think probably a, a good opening. What was it like kind of being the only daughter in the house? What was that? What, just talk a little bit about that. 
you know, only daughter, first girl, second mom. I I like that. Thank you. Um, I loved it. You know, that meant I got my own room and, you know, all that stuff. But I definitely feel like I felt that I was the second mom growing up. Yeah, we plenty of time, we would have to say. Listen, those boys only have one mother, Jordan. Be the sister. (laughs) So, yes, I highly recommend having a girl first because it was really helpful. It was really helpful having a um, second. I should say third parent in the house. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Well, you know, t- today just kind of today's not about just being not not just being a girl in the going household. What we're really wanting to try to focus on is w- what's it like uh, raising daughters. And so, if you've listened to a couple of our podcasts, you know that we've talked recently with uh, one of our sons, uh, Evan. Uh, who sat down with us and talked about what it was like being as we were raising boys, raising right. boys to young men. Uh, and so what was it, today it's about, what does it look like to raise uh, a girl to be a young woman? That's kind of the basis of what that looks like for us. And, and uh, you being a young woman now who you're investing in other young women, that's kind of the topic and the frame that we want to come from today. Yeah, I mean, it is so interesting to um, have a relationship with your adult children and be able to talk and get their perspective of their memories and what uh, what it was like. So did you realize we were trying to be as an in, as intentional as we were in our parenting? Looking back, that is. Yeah, looking you know? back. I mean, well, I guess in the middle of it, did you realize that, right? I think, I think in the middle of it, you don't, I mean, Did you, you think we were know. strict? I think in the middle of it, <laughs> you think, you know, when you're in middle school or high school, you think that you know everything. And mm-hmm. so I think in the middle of it, there's probably times like uh, plugging my cell phone up in the kitchen. I remember thinking, why do I have to do that? My friends don't have to do that or whatever. Yeah. But then, you know, looking back and even starting high school and of, of course, now that I am. Uh, on the other side of it, you're like, okay, now I see why. And you're thankful for it. But I think in the minute or in the moment, you're like, uh, oh, yeah. Do I have I mean, to plug my phone up? Yeah. Or can I not go roll my friend's house with my. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Oh, That's yes. wow. Okay. That I don't know if we a, have time that was for a, that, but, but that was fun. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> looking back, and, you know, we've said this on previous podcasts that in parenting, it's always good to have the stance of you are the first, we could literally say, well, you're the first child we've had. And you literally were the first 15 year old, you were the only girl. So we would often say, Jordan, you're the first teenage girl we've ever had. So we're not flying blind, but we kind of let you know early on, we don't have this all figured out. So I want to thank you. You were a guinea pig in a lot of ways. Um, I haven't been scarred, so I don't remember anything. (laughs) I'm sorry that I tried to potty train you at 18 months. (laughs) That's just what the women at church told me I should do. So you you were a guinea pig in a a lot of ways. So thank you. You know, um, early on, I would say having a, uh, a, a daughter first, uh, I had all these preconceived notions of what I wanted a daughter to be like, uh, you know, and and that just comes from what I'd seen stereotypically, you know, growing up and, and those types of things. And 
Uh, I remember thinking, okay, my daughter bows. There's going to be frills. There's going to be frilly things. There's going to be uh, pinks and purples and those kind of things. And and we did that for a short while. Oh <laughs> I mean, like a very short while. Yeah, though. I have this like really vivid memory of sitting. Mom had these like socks with lace around the edge and her like trying to put them on me. And I was like vehemently saying, no, like take them <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. The little underwear with the ruffles on mm-hmm. the bottom. Mm-mm, yeah. None of that. I mean, literally, it was a very short-lived process, probably. <laughs> I mean, three. Two. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say two or three. Yeah. We were, and then I was you, like, okay, well, that was nice having a girl <laughs> for two years. <laughs> well, stereotypically, I mean, that's kind of what, yeah. we, what we thought. And uh, I think it was at that point that I began to realize, oh, my goodness, uh, Jordan has a very... Um, She's got a dominant personality right here. <laughs> she is a strong-willed young lady. Yeah, and I do remember women at the church because we were living in another state away from family, and truly, we had never had a child before. So, listen, I could tell some stories that well, it's amazing that you're here today and have good sense. But anyway, people would tell me, this is a gift. This is a gift. A strong-willed girl, it's going to take a lot of your energy and a lot of your prayer life, um, but it's going to be so worth it if you can channel it. So I don't, I don't know if looking back, you saw how intentional we were trying to be in our parenting, but I mean, you weren't necessarily a difficult child, but you were opinionated early on. Do you remember anything besides lace that I was opinionated about um everything yeah <laughs> i mean that's fair i mean everything there were things you definitely didn't want to eat there were places you didn't want to go yeah. you uh there, there was there was no holding hands to go somewhere i'm doing this on my own um yeah i mean you have a phrase or a phrase that went through your teenage years of i've got this Oh, yeah, that's right. So that, I don't need your help. I've got I don't this. need your help. I've got this. So well, look, I remember. I want to say this because yeah. I think this is. I think this is. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, nurture or nature, but you do come from a strong, a, a family of strong ladies. Uh, your your grandmothers, mm-hmm. both your uh, your your grams, and uh, your grandma on uh, uh, your mom's side, mm-hmm. strong. Strong ladies who, I mean, they're strong ladies, strong constitution. They can Mm -hmm. handle things. Uh, You've got an aunt. You've got two aunts that are strong. Mm -hmm. They can handle things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think about uh, your mom, who she can take care of things. I mean, it's been uh, with the type of work that your dad's in. I mean, she's had to handle things. And so it, it, it's kind of natural to me that you would be a strong-willed, strong person. Yep. I remember when you were younger, and your brothers were probably on the scene at this time, your dad would be traveling, and I would tell you, all right, I'm about to do this. It was usually a home repair or some renovation, and I'd say, okay, I'm about to go you know, up on the house or whatever, or up on a ladder. Here's the phone. And what was your task? Be ready to call 911 if anything happens. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, I feel like um, you grew up knowing that 
women can be independent. Yeah, women sure. can uh, make their own way. So you grew up in a pastor's home. Did. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting to get your perspective as an adult now who loves and follows hard after Christ. Looking back, um, what do you remember about yeah. growing up in a pastor's home? I think the first thing is I was always the first to get picked for Bible trivia. So <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Number one pick. Um, but I think you know, my childhood or the things that you let me do, whether it be, you know, back before the iPhone when you had an MP3 player, uh, the music that I had on my MP3 player, yeah. if I could have it, then my friends could have it. I do remember going over to a friend's house uh-huh, and it was, yeah. uh, well, can Jordan listen to that song? And then I, if, if I could, then, then my friends could do it. And I do remember being like, well, I don't like, how am I the standard or how is, how is my lot of pressure? Right. Right. And I remember thinking that, but I also, it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't crack under the pressure. It wasn't enough that it, it caused any trauma or anything like that. But I also remember and am thankful for now being able to be in the church. I'm like, since I was born, I mean, you were a youth pastor when I was born. And so I was always at church on Sundays and Wednesdays and got to go to camps and VBS Mm -hmm. and, and I think I'm super appreciative of that now and, and seeing what an opportunity that is that I, that I got to have. Yeah. You know, with this being kind of free f- form, yeah. free flowing, uh, knowing that, uh, and I'm going to speak for myself on this, obviously, but there was a, uh, uh, somebody recommended a book to me early on um, because I wasn't the only one. We weren't the only ones that saw your, your strength and what it was, you know, you were a determined young lady and somebody recommended a book to, uh, to me, uh, by an author named Meg Meeker. It was called strong fathers, strong daughters. And, uh, that book played a real role in helping me to understand how to one raise a strong daughter, because I didn't, I, I, looking back, I don't know if you, if you saw this at the time, we wanted you to be strong and independent. Uh, because we didn't want you to find your identity in someone else. You know, we wanted you to find your identity right. in Christ. And so we we tried to be intentional about things that we we did of giving you some space and independence at, at age-appropriate times. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, I mean, I don't know if there were individual things, but do you remember thinking, uh, looking back on any of those kind of things like that? Yeah, well, even just since we've started, I've been thinking... Like, I don't ever feel, I don't ever remember feeling like stifled. So I don't mm-hmm. know that I remember specific yeah. moments. Yeah. You guys might, but I don't ever remember feeling like I was put in a box or anything. So maybe that's, that's the whole deal is you guys let me kind of. Well, you weren't going to let us put you in a box. You were going to kick out of it. <laughs> uh, oh, so many memories rushing back <laughs> that we just don't have time for. But there was also a book, I don't know if you remember, in uh, middle school that her middle school pastors here recommended, and it may have been early high school. If it was, I think it was middle school, though. You were in a middle school group, and uh, I still remember it. It was a, a red book. It was called Do Hard, Do hard Things. Do yeah. Hard Things. Yeah. And uh, What kind of impression did that leave on you? Oh, I remember like feeling fired up as a middle schooler because, because I was such a strong, I guess, strong willed child, strong willed girl and had, I guess, already the drive to be a leader. Mm -hmm. And so 
and I also love a challenge and mm-hmm. I'm a like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be the best at it and I'm going to do it. So a challenge does not scare me. Uh, but I think I remember saying like, you know, it's, it's stories of how can we be a Christ follower? Mm -hmm. And I think very age appropriate, like how can I show my faith to my siblings just in doing the hard things Mm -hmm. that maybe, you know, people don't want to do and, and using that as like, a, I guess, a way to communicate your faith with people. And I was like, oh, I can do that. I can, That's good. I can do the hard things. So uh, this is a good uh, time to just, again, say thank you. We kind of did this in your brother's podcast. Mm-hmm. But, man, there were people that poured into you and led you to Christ and, and didn't stifle you, no. but challenged you. So yeah. I'm not even going to start the list of names, but yeah. I think you know who you are. People who uh, stepped into your life mm-hmm. in middle school. Um, and then, you know, we're going to talk just briefly about your unique high school experience, but yeah. people at your school, people at the church poured into you. Mm-hmm. And I really, you know, think they made you the woman who you are today. Yeah. Um, well, even like giving, I think as a middle schooler, giving me opportunities to lead and, and that sounds yeah. silly, but I remember like even in, in student ministry, being able to go up and, and pray or like do a little announcement or something like that. So I think noticing people, leaders in the church, noticing that gift in me from an early age or noticing that tendency in me mm-hmm. from an early age yeah. and then kind of fostering that through just little things. Yeah. But yeah. So with that coming to today, knowing that one, you were a, um, a person who had leadership gifts, you you were raised in certain ways to be independent. We, I mean, you went and spent the night with kids, a few kids early, uh, in, you know, where a lot of parents don't allow their kids to go to other people's homes. We kind of, we, there were some instances of where we did that. Uh, we, we left you guys with grandparents. Uh, we said you could do things. We didn't let you back out of things, so to speak. That's true. So, Ray, we, we we tried to raise you in such a way that um, you were strong. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, because now that you're a married woman mm-hmm. who was raised to do what you, I mean, I can think for myself, I can, I, I'm not finding my, my identity in someone else, but in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what does that look like now when you have a strong, godly husband? Mm-hmm. How do you... How are you guys finding, uh, or how are you, how about yeah. that? Let me ask you, how are you finding a yeah. rhythm of letting, okay, I've got to back down a little bit, or I don't know what the right word is there. Yeah. I'm just kind of opening it up for well, you. Well, in all my expertise of 11 months, <laughs> let me just lay this out for you. Uh, I mean, seriously, it, it is, like, I think it still is, you know, working working that out and figuring it out, but I think... Man, one of the things is all of those examples of strong women in my life also were, you know, married and I or my small yeah. group leaders, yeah. mom, of course, getting to see how they work with a husband and yeah. having good examples of that. And so seeing, okay, you can still be strong and be right. independent and be a leader, but also still submit to your husband. And I think the thing is, is that Kyle 
is also a strong person as well. Kyle is her husband, Kyle, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> not Kyle, my dad, but Kyle, my husband. It gets confusing. It's not confusing for me. It's dad and Kyle. Uh, Kyle Strickland is also a strong person. But I think the thing is, is that it's trust and, mm-hmm. and he's not trying to stifle anything. And so I think I don't feel like he's trying to stamp yeah. out my fire but also it's trust in like hey i trust that the lord has brought me kyle and mm-hmm. and put me in this relationship and kyle is you know i'm assuming you guys leader. do a lot of discussion about things about oh, yeah whether what you're what both of you are getting into and what yeah. you're doing and, oh yeah totally yeah um, well, let's, speaking of marriage, let's go back a little bit before that. <laughs> yeah. When you were, I think, this summer after your fifth grade year, okay? Okay, thank I you. I wish I could see you. the blank look I'm getting right <laughs> now, but you'll remember. You and I did a little girls' weekend. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I do want to recommend a book, and I think parents and Jordan, obviously, you know where I'm going with this, but mm-hmm. uh, there is a book that someone recommended to me, and it's Preparing Your Daughter for Every Woman's Battle. I don't know the author right now, but I'm sure we'll have it in the notes. But uh, someone told me this is a great book for your daughter, but you need to read it with her. And they recommended that we get two copies, which I'm so thankful now because you and I went away for the weekend, uh, got a hotel room, did all the fun stuff you wanted to do. But then there were definitely dedicated times where we sat in that (laughs) hotel room and we read a few chapters from this book. Yeah. Do you remember, like, what was going through your mind? I'm so curious. Okay, honestly, I mean... Hey, I had a good reaction when you brought that up. It wasn't like a reaction of like emotional trauma. (laughs) Uh, No, for real. I think, you know, because you're referring to having the talk. The talk. Right? Yes. So I think the thing about it being like a book and a weekend is that Mm -hmm. I was not scarred because it wasn't like, okay, we're going to sit down and have the talk. There was so much more. And so I honestly, thinking back, I don't even remember having an awkward moment because it wasn't singled out. Like now we're going to sit down and talk about this thing that you probably already know about, but you know, in all of your fifth grade knowledge, right? Oh, I knew everything. Are you (laughs) kidding me? You know, your mom always says, absolutely. You know, a word that I keep hearing you say often in this scarred, God. <laughs> but it's always not scarred. Yeah, it's always not scarred. I'm just making sure. I'm just kind of noticing that there. Yeah, yeah. But I think there was a lot of, I mean, in that weekend, there was a lot of good information because it, it wasn't yeah. just that talk. It was, you know, how yeah. do we, like, you know, how do you view yourself? Mm-hmm. And you hear so much from friends and yeah. social media wasn't around then. But, I mean, MySpace. You hear so much from other sources, yeah. and so it's like, what does the Bible say about you? What does right. what does the Lord think of you? That kind of thing. So you would say it was a helpful, yeah, 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 yeah. How um, you you mentioned MySpace and technology mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. What was uh, what was technology like in our house? Do you remember? And or did we have like, uh, I mean, the rules yeah. and all those kinds of things? Looking back, because I would assume, I mean, uh, it, it they felt a little. Uh, strict at times and but do you remember anything about those I I mean I was gonna say controlled I don't know if that's better than strict or not but I think obviously 
and when again when you're in the moment you're like or when I'm when I'm in fifth grade or middle school it feels strict but I remember having we had one computer and I'm I think you guys have talked about this before but we had one computer and it was in the a very common like the living room area mm-hmm. and it was facing out to where everyone could see your screen so there was no sort of secrecy maybe just open I yeah, think oh, it would good. be a good way yeah. to describe it it wasn't again you're not taking your phone in your room at night we we had to charge our phones out in the kitchen just again to be open and we're not being secret all hidden away in the dark in our rooms did it feel restrictive at the time I think it I think it felt a little bit restrictive not I mean nothing crazy just yeah. not what my friends were having to do so yeah. in that way it did but oh my gosh I mean I teach middle school now and so and technology is so much different but like yeah. seeing yeah. oh my word how I'm thankful now for the protection that it gave when I was that age because yeah. I think I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known and I would have probably gotten in situations that I shouldn't have been in and I think it just offered that barrier what would you say as a middle school teacher today? How do I mean? What kind of advice do you give to parents or encouragement to parents or anything like that as it comes as it deals with technology and those types of things? Yeah, I mean it's everywhere now, and and I think it's a I think honestly technology is a good thing, and I think it can be used as a good thing, and it can be yeah. a tool. Um, but I think the control and the openness is huge. And I do think in the moment it is going to seem like, mom, why can't I be on my iPad or, you know, Mm -hmm. but you are protecting them from man, some crazy stuff that, you know, they can see or stumble on and not even be meaning to do anything. And then I feel like that causes scarring. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you see it that way. Yeah. Um, I know there were moments that you felt um, like you were, it was unfair, whatever, uh, but I'm glad it didn't scar you because I don't, I do look back and remember times where you were angry about some things, but your dad and I were a united force, united front. Um, I think it's, you know, I think it's worth it. Well, and I feel like it's those years, if you can stick it out through middle school, and probably the beginning of high school, but it's not, I feel like, you know, you, as you get older, you start to realize, okay, they were, they were trying to protect me. And, and all what that. was, uh, we, we've talked before, we, we talked a lot, you know, our table, all those kinds of things. We mm-hmm. tried to foster some good communication and, yeah. and talking and those types of things. How did, how did, looking back, Mm-hmm. Did you view that we were uh, a family that talked a lot, or did it feel like, okay, give me some room and back out? No, I mean, I feel like we were always open and, and talking about what was going on in our lives. And I mean, whether it just be like sitting down at the table for dinner and talking about what are the three things you did today, or, you know, that kind of thing. I, I never felt like it was, uh, we just kept to ourselves or we sat around the TV and, and just sat in silence eating dinner or anything like that. No. Well, I look back and think of how much fun you had with your brothers. Yeah. And man, you guys, um, it was nice because screens were obviously around technology. <laughs> You're not that old, <laughs> but you guys, I look back and y'all did a lot of things together. Oh my gosh. I mean, 
here's a gift of technology now. It's a little bit easier. We had that video camera oh, yeah, that yeah. y'all just let us have. And in my like leadership skills, <laughs> I directed so oh. many films in the backyard. We it were, was amazing. <laughs> films we never knew about until years, years later. You oh, guys were hilarious. Like, in high school, you were probably in college when we saw some of these videos for the oh, first yeah. time. It was hilarious. <laughs> Ooh, so um, now I, I, I do want to bring this up because I, I have moms ask me about this a lot, moms with daughters. So looking back in your teenage years, I, I know some conflict that we had was over modesty and dress and yeah. bathing suits and prom dresses. Yeah. Well, sorry, sore subject. Oh, Jordan never man. went to the prom. Yikes. So well, we lived Belgium, in another country. I, so. Yeah. so anyway, that's another story. I survived. But yeah, <laughs> no problem. Uh, but anyway, buying, let's say swimsuits, and not that Jordan was trashy or, you know, wanted to like <laughs> be crazy. Do I need to edit that out? Oh, no. <laughs> no, but I want to make the point that that's a discussion between a lot of moms and daughters yeah. and dads and daughters. The whole idea of modesty. Yeah. So what what do you remember of that? And then what's your perspective now as a young adult? Oof, that's hard. Um, I think, again, it's just at that point for me, it was my friends don't have to do this or my friends mm. get to wear this or mm -hmm. my friends, blah, blah, blah. And again, you got it was not like I was wearing like denim skirts and long sleeve shorts in the summer or long sleeve <laughs> shirts in the summer. None of that. But I mean, I think there just there definitely were guidelines of like, okay, we're not gonna wear the shorts that are like barely covering anything or whatever. Um and I think they were kind of battles. But I also didn't I mean I didn't yeah, have I don't think you that were pushing like, no, the well, boundaries yeah. that much, but no. I, I know you know. No, I remember. Some... I've got one. Uh -oh. I remember. Uh -oh. I'm scared. I remember, um, Amy, you and I having some battles over over what? some of Jordan's because we never bought anything because you you would always come home and say, "There's nothing that we can get that's going to match yeah. what we want." And and so and hard. oh, it was maybe y'all so, did try to put me in denim. Skirts. Well, no, it wasn't <laughs> denim skirts. It was just it, it um, was jumpers. I, I, re I remember saying to Amy, saying to your mother, yeah. uh, I can do this," and her kind of laughing and like he can take you shopping. Yeah, and accomplish the I don't task know if you remember. I mean, we went shopping a couple of times, and I remember we never bought anything. And I remember coming home and saying. This is so difficult because modern, a lot of modern style, yeah. uh, and the places that people shop, yeah. uh, it it just wasn't going to work. And I I remember your mom and I having conversations about, well, we're going to have to fund our values, which meant we're going to have to pay a little bit more to accomplish what we felt was a value of modesty. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, the new trend now is like crop tops and all of that for, you know, younger girls. And so I think it's always, there's always something. And I don't think the culture is going to move back towards a modest uh, trend. Yeah, but yeah. I do think it was, I, I well, never even was. In, even in today, you could find yeah. some, some modesty. It just may take... More time, more time and, more and work yeah. and some oh, things. And oh my gosh. And I think that is like you guys 
making that, um, I guess, a priority was really, I guess, instilling in me the idea of, okay, modesty is like the way that you view yourself, um, the way that you respect, like the way we respect other people. I don't know. Yeah. Just the way, I guess, self-esteem maybe. Even. Yeah. I don't know if that's where it would fall into, but it made it uh, a priority of like, okay, our bodies are not <laughs> to be shown off like that. I don't know if that's yeah. even the right way to say it. But well, do you remember us? Talk- I think I-, I think your mom used to talk about. Listen, we want to make sure that we that we're drawing attention to what is important. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Y- that's you know, better, that's a better way to say it. <laughs> and I think I think uh, I remember you always talking about. Uh, we want them to see your face. Right. We yeah. want them to look yeah. at your eyes. We yeah. want them to notice those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that it wasn't about rules. I mean, we, we didn't have a ruler measuring your shorts or anything no. like that. No, no, no. It wasn't about that. It really was the purpose of modesty sure. and, and purity, yeah. you know. Um, now, Finding beauty in yeah. other things. and For you sure, know? for sure. So. Yeah. And it was difficult. I mean, was, I, I'm just going to tell hard. you, those were, those were difficult times because the summer rolls around every 12 months or whatever it is and you've every got year. It, you've, <laughs> yeah, every year <laughs> you know and uh there's you're growing into a young lady mm. and we're trying to figure out how to and, and and you just don't have the same issues with girl clothes and guy clothes you really don't no. yeah you were never texting me when you took the boys shopping let me measure like, those basketball shorts <laughs> <laughs> this is driving me crazy <laughs> and yours would take maybe an hour so i'd be out with jordan for days seems like hunting for the swimsuit but anywho I mean modesty was you know it was a uh, there was some rub about that some conflict um well and I think the thing is is like technology modesty all of these things Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just gonna be a rub because if you're instilling those values that are important it's just not what what the world is doing and it shouldn't be I mean it's different but I think it is it is instilling those values and you're I think if you make it important and if you make your kids are seeing okay like this is not just something I think if if you're saying one thing and then your actions aren't backing it up then you're growing up and then I would say well they said that modesty is important but then I was also wearing blah 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 and all this stuff and so I think now growing up even as you get into high school, you're like, okay, yeah, this is important. And they back, they showed me that yeah. it was important by making it a point to. Well, and it's just, you've got to be intentional. Right. Parenting is all, it, it's being intentional. It's, right. it's, there, there aren't many days off in being a parent. And, and so even in those things, you have to kind of figure out, okay, I, uh, you, I can't let down here, so to speak, yeah. you know, you, you've got to be careful in those things because when you do, it opens the floodgates for all kinds of other things, you know, and I don't mean like t-shirts or a gateway drug or anything, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you just, it, it's, it's, it's work. Yeah. It really is work. And so I'm thankful that, uh, you were, you, you always, you always stated your opinion, but you always were respected. You respected what we had to say. And so that, that was really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's not impossible to be modest either. It's not like I was wearing like super ugly clothes. So, so when we moved to the Amish country yeah. that you really fit in. What? Uh, just kind of moving on. Cause I yeah. know we're taking some time here, but this is good. But t- t- you know, you moved to mm-hmm. Brussels. Yeah. Uh, our on family. 16th yeah. birthday. On yeah. my actual 16th Can birthday. Can I tell I regret? Sure. I wish 
I, I wish we would have bumped the departure date, maybe even just a day, so you could have gotten your license. Do you remember we tried to do that? We Did like we? called, okay. I don't yeah. know yeah. who we who you Glad called the DMV and tried to get it a day early, but they refused. Yeah, so moving to Brussels on your 16th birthday, what, um, it, you know, you were there for three years. Mm-hmm. Any things that kind of stand out in your mind uh, about that time where you would go, you know, because our, our, even though we moved to a new culture, our values didn't necessarily change. Yeah. So did you ever sense, in fact, I think that was where you got your first iPhone was in Europe, I think probably. Maybe. So what, what, what kind of. Definitely did, had a flip phone there. Yeah, you right? did. Yeah. I don't know. Or a Razor. Like a it? Nokia something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What, uh, any, any thoughts about Brussels, anything like that, that time? I know there are things that you remember and go, man, mm-hmm. these were good times. I enjoyed this. This was a, a unique experience yeah. or anything like that. I mean, I loved it. I loved it. And I feel like there are stories where like, because again, I've always loved like a challenge doesn't scare me and I like it and new and traveling. So I loved it. And I think it definitely was not easy. I mean, I would say maybe even some of the hardest times, but the most rewarding as well. And I think from like a, a spiritual standpoint, I mean, we did move when I was 16 years old and, and, at that point, my faith was my own, mm-hmm. and I think that helped a lot. Yeah. And we, I mean, we grew up, or I grew up in a student ministry that really was a strong, strong student ministry that equipped me well, um, that made it to where I could, my faith could be my own when I was mm-hmm. 16 years old. Um, Do you remember young. meeting, uh, I want you to tell the story, yeah. but there was a young lady that would meet you pretty much every morning yeah. at the gates yeah. at your at your school uh-huh. as you would go in. Yeah, um, w- this one girl. Now keep in mind, I mean, no one at our school spoke English. I think there was there were maybe a couple of others besides me and Peyton and Evan. Um, so, but this girl made friends with me, and she would try and speak English, and and I would try and speak French with her, and she every morning would ask me, "Did you read your Bible today?" And at first I was like, what? And then I, and I knew already that she was not a Christian. She was Muslim. And I was like, what in the world? And, but she, every day would ask me if she couldn't talk to me in person, she would be passing me a note that said, did you read your Bible? And come to find out at first she was just interested because I mean, there aren't very many Protestant believers in Brussels at all. It's all Catholicism. And even at that point, it's just a cultural thing. And so she said, I've never really met anyone that reads their Bible. Cause you know, when you go to Catholic, when you go to mass Catholic church, it's someone reading to you and they don't even have a copy of the Bible at home. So she was really interested. And it also, I think was her trying to convert me, but it was, it (laughs) it started some really, I guess, cool conversations because I would then be able to say, yeah, I did read it. And this is what I read. And I even brought my Bible to school a couple of times so I think if anything, because my faith was my own, I knew what I believed. I, and I was also in a situation where if I didn't live out my faith, no one else was going to because, I mean, I, it's not like I could rely on someone else to to talk about Wednesday night church or whatever. It We've was, got, I still have, uh, you gave them to yeah, me, I don't remember, yeah. these little notes that she uh-huh. would pass to you. And uh, there's one that I I, I still at p- times pull it out 
where uh do you remember what do you there was one where she said that the converts one yeah converts to islam are beautiful yeah <laughs> Allah loves. Uh, Allah loves. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I was like, I remember okay. you getting so mad that she was doing that. Yeah. And I remember saying, Jordan, she's doing to you the entire th- yeah. reason. I mean, this is the entire reason that we've moved here. Yeah. And so, don't fault her for what she's doing because that's what we're here doing. Yeah, also, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it's a great opportunity. Yeah. It's a great opportunity. I love how you still have um, some relationship because of technology with people there in Brussels. You've been able to go back, right? Uh Right. I know one day you'd love to go with your husband. Yes, that's on the list. So as we wrap up, thinking about discipleship, okay, growing up, you talked about making faith your own. Mm. Um, What does it look like now as a young woman? Like what does your discipleship look like in your new home with a husband? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think just making, I think we, Kyle and I have tried from the beginning to go from the marriage standpoint first mm-hmm. to, um, you know, start off our marriage and start off our relationship reading together and praying together. And we'll either do, do our quiet time separately and come together and mm-hmm. pray before we get ready or reading a proverb and, and cause this is what we used to do at our table, yeah. but take a proverb if it today was the first. So we read Proverbs one. So do we. Uh, there you go. Awesome. And we cut it in half and I read half and he reads half. So do we. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's like I grew up in this house or something. Um, but I mean, there you go. Look at that. That's discipleship right there. Oh, yeah. I was I'm not planned. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, Kyle and I make it a priority from the beginning in our, in our marriage, just between the two of us to make mm. our faith, not just yeah. the two of us separately, but together as a unit. And then we're both involved in our student ministry at church. Um, he leads a small group of seventh grade boys on Wednesday nights. Um, and I'm involved leading worship at church, but also leading worship for students. And I think it's cool because I have been able to grow up. I mean, all the way through student ministry and have some really strong, leaders and mentors and people discipling me and whether it be, you know, just my small group leader who also had kids of her own or that college girl who was just a couple steps ahead of me. And so now I'm able to like, I mean, I remember those people by name and I remember thinking like, I get to like, I'm texting this girl or thinking it's like so cool and being able to ask her questions. And so now I'm like, Hey, I get to be that person to someone else. And Mm. That's it's awesome. not always convenient by any means, but I think it's important. And I realized how important it was for me mm-hmm. when I was able to text those girls and actually have them respond or yeah. answer my question or take time out of their day to have coffee with me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm tired when I get off work with middle schoolers, but I make it a point to go have coffee or, or work through a Bible study with um, their several different girls, but there's one yeah. girl in particular right now. So yeah, that's, that's what it looks like right now. So you read at home, you yeah. pray at home. Does yes. Kyle sing at home? He would be very embarrassed to tell me <laughs> or to, to have me say, but <laughs> do you do I sing to him? Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, no. We, no. we sing in the car for sure, but good. yeah. All right. All right. Well, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day um, to just stop by your old house. Yeah, yeah I'm thankful for how here. the Lord has uh, grown you into a, a lovely young woman. And uh, it has been a joy for us to be able to 
have this conversation. This, this is, is, uh, this is good for me to be able to have. So yeah. I'm, I'm very thankful for this. Well, thanks yep. for having me. So we have not scarred you. No, not, not yet. yet. Oh, jinx. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jordan Lee, Goin Strickland, thank you for being with us today. We love you. We're proud of you. Thanks for joining us on Family Cast, a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. We ask you to subscribe to Family Cast on your favorite podcast platform and invite a friend to listen in.